1: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Check out Five Reasons YouTube. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons. If you subscribe, you get all of our content, including before floor, an hour before, (coughs) excuse me, every heat game, and post up 5R as soon as the heat game ends. Sorry, I had a little hiccup there, just like the heat. Also, check out FiveReasonsSports.com. Make sure you spell that one out. You get the latest takeaways from Brady Hawk, Alex Baumgartner, and and others on all of the teams in town, including the Panthers, who also lost tonight, but at least we don't have a paywall. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes Therapist Preferred. You might need to recover and sleep after this performance. So go to therapistpreferred.com. Use the code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. You get 25% off your gummies, your tincture, your sports cream, everything there on that great website. Therapistpreferred.com. Use the code 5. That's the number 5RSN. And now... Tonight's episode, I'll let Greg handle this one. Down bitch
2: gang. Yay. five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, random rubber frogs. Just like Buff to say, you in trouble, y'all Check the floor clean. Got a all van. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one here. And pack with trust. Inspired, have the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up.
0: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network.
2: Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I am your host, Greg Silvander. Tonight's floor plan, uh, we are going to discuss uh, what is currently not even a, a final basketball game. Uh, Spo pulled the starters from Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, it's currently 119 to 85 with 418 to go in the fourth quarter. And I am your host, Greg Silvander, and I'm not waiting till the end of the game. Um, I wish it were under better, better circumstances, frankly, but I am uh, excited and um, hyped, even though it's hard to get hyped at this exact yeah. moment to <laughs> welcome Brian Fonseca onto the sh- program. Uh, you can find his writing at basketballnews.com. You can find him. Uh, on five reasons sports. Uh, if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Bahama boys is something that, uh, is a great show that's been added to the network. And also I recently, uh, joined Brian on his show, the ain't hard to tell podcast, uh, Yes. with uh, Dexter Henry and himself. Brian, thank you for joining us. I wish you were under better circumstances because circumstances, the heater getting that ass whooped. Yeah. But, uh, excited to, that you're here for the for tonight's episode.
3: Yeah, I wish you were under better circumstances as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> About as anticlimactic a maiden voyage as one could have, <laughs> but it's not an indictment on you at all. Um, okay, so let's just acknowledge what sucks. What sucks is that it's now 121.95. We're going to keep counting this down. Uh, and the heat got blown out in game two, um, bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, They started out early, jumped out to a lead, but then the Celtics just, uh, Brian, they looked like they couldn't miss, uh, we're going to, I don't want to, we did chronological order after game one started from the, from the front to the back. I just kind of want to talk about your overall takeaways from this game. And then we're going to talk about, as we shift gears to the series going to Boston Uh, They have swiped the home court from Miami. So now Miami has to find a way to win in Boston. I I really want to focus on what's real. What can we take away from this that's real? And what is more of just uh, a hell of a night from Boston and a bad night from Miami? But Brian, we'll start here. What were your overall takeaways? Just uh, looking at a a game that's not over, but it is over.
3: Well, Boston started 10 of 12 for three. And if I was playing 2K and someone did that to me, I'm restarting the game. Like, that's crazy. 10 of 12 from three is nuts. I don't know what you can do about that. Uh, The Heat started off 18 and eight. And then at that point, they were up 18 to eight, rather. And they started settling too much on offense. They got muddied down. And it felt like they did it to themselves. And they let Boston sort of blow things up. And in ways that they were just settling for contested jumpers, which has been a problem, uh, I feel like, on again, off again throughout their playoff run. But Boston is a team that's going to make you pay for that the most. I also noticed that in the first quarter, Horford wanted Bam. And I do want to touch on Bam in a second, but Horford wanted Bam. And I remember Bam, his first shot attempt, which was his first one in like the first 18 minutes of the game, was off a turnaround jumper on Jalen Brown. And before he shot the ball, he got stripped. And I noticed that all the Celtics bench, like they were standing, they were clapping or whatever. They're not scared of Bam at a bio. And that's a problem because bam has and i love bam you know this bam is one of my favorite three five players in the league i was calling him bam garnett in 2019 before he became a most improved player candidate as timmy my co-host of the bahama boys i was calling him bam garnett before anybody okay but i don't want him to become bam draymond green and that's sort of what he's more so been in these playoffs and I want him to be more involved in the offense. It's not all him like, you know, call stuff for him, et cetera, et cetera. But like, man, he has all the tools to make himself a threat. And this is not all on him because there's a lot of other things wrong. But the reason why we focus on Bam so heavily is because we expect a lot out of him. Somebody who's averaging just any player, take off the name, take off the name, everything you think of him, whatever. And defensively, let's still acknowledge that he's probably pound for pound the best defensive player in the NBA. However. If you have, if you take somebody who averages 19, 10 and almost four assists per game in a regular season, and you drop him down to like 14 and seven or 14 and eight during the playoffs, like on the surface, like if I just give you that, you would be like, yeah, that dude is underperforming in the playoffs. Now there is some context to it, but at the same time, it's another one of these BAM games. And I think sometimes they focus too much on using him to get shooters involved when it's like, yo, you should be running things to get BAM looks at the rim and you know, their offense was out of whack after that 18 to eight run and they never quite picked it back up.
2: Yeah. Like uh, you're onto something we need to stick and, and discuss bam. Cause we're talking about like what from this game we should really take away and what we, what we can just chalk up to being kind of not an outlier because Boston is awesome. Like I, I think that we should also yeah. acknowledge just the Eastern Conference Finals, and nobody expected this to be a suite. I think that everybody kind of acknowledged that there was going to be competitive games on on both. For like you know, just because the teams on the road does not mean that they're not going to put up uh, quite the fight. So there there is some of that. But to your point, like Bam, to have six field goal attempts, to have one free throw attempt i'm trying to hunt this down here yeah oh one from the from the three-point line or from the free throw line excuse me uh you can he can get away with that kind of shit when when they're up by 20 or if you were to like scroll over to jason tatum or Jalen brown and see that uh that he was locking them up Mm -hmm. when he's not doing that necessarily Mm -hmm and they need somebody to get buckets. It is disconcerting to see that they can't necessarily dump it down to him and he can manufacture some level of offense. Uh and I you know, I'm the one that everyone tweets at with the no ceiling shit like as if I um really expected that he had no ceiling uh in terms of like being the greatest player of all time. Like it's it's a it's just a nickname, y'all. So chill out, but I do acknowledge that that is something for them to beat the Boston Celtics. They're going to need more than Jimmy. And tonight it was like a sprinkle of Gabe. And then it was really well, just Jimmy. Well, this is something I was worried about
3: because as Jimmy is going off in these games, like we envisioned the playoff run before it happens. And it's like, all right, how did the heat have success? And I'm thinking Jimmy steps it up, but not 30 points a game. I'm expecting more like 25 ish. I'm expecting Bam to be around his averages. I'm expecting Tyler to be around his averages. So if you told me Jimmy started going off, but Bam and Tyler dropped off pretty significantly, uh, statistics-wise, from the regular season, I probably wouldn't have thought that they would have had the success that they've had. Some of their other role players have had, like Max Strews has had moments, Gabe Vincent has had moments, et cetera, et cetera. But Bam and Tyler specifically... Tyler is playing for a contract extension. He's eligible this summer and bam already has his max. And if they're the future, you want to start seeing that now. It can't be Jimmy Butler save us every single time. There were times in the third quarter where it looked like, and they had their little run, et cetera, et cetera. And it looked like Jimmy Butler was kind of like trying to get other people involved, like almost as if he was playing like, yo, somebody else do something because you're seeing PJ Tucker sort of prod through the lane and not really look at the rim you're seeing bam looking to get somebody else's involved because he's looking to pass and it looked like jimmy was trying to like there was a couple different plays he kicked it out to oladipo consecutively duncan robinson etc and like Jimmy's going to need more help because if it's just going to be jimmy carrying you like no that's not going to that's not going to get it done against this celtics team because they're very good defensively and very balanced on both ends
2: I mean, we talked about we talk about connected on defense, which Miami usually is. This group is able to trot out a lineup that you can't hunt necessarily. Um, and I think that that was an interesting difference from game one is that just the different bodies that were out there, Horford um, and then Marcus Smart had a hell of a game. We have a final score, 127-102. So the Heat lose by 25 on their home floor. They end up shooting 29% from three. Uh, Boston shoots 50% from three. They hit 20 threes, 20 of 40 from three, Uh, 51% from the field, 91% from the free throw line. Out rebound. No, we're out rebounded by Miami by one. um, (laughs) And was only nine turnovers uh, to Miami's 14. So that's just for for anyone who wanted to get a quick recap of of the game. That's kind of where we landed finally. And yeah, this is concerning with Bam and Tyler because to me – Uh, other than that third quarter, we're kind of looking at a Boston team that has outplayed and been more energetic than Miami. And, and that is something that like, even Spolster said it pregame, like they asked, what, what adjustments do you think need to be made? Or how important is it to make adjustments? And he was like, ball in the air, ball on the floor. Like, that's what matters. And tonight you didn't get the hustle stuff the extra stats, but you also didn't get anybody just straight up manufacturing buckets. And it was just Jimmy alone. And you're not going to beat a Boston team and you damn sure aren't going to beat a golden state team. Mm. uh, when you have guys playing the way they do, I mean, let me just quickly look, uh, Jimmy Butler, uh, on prize picks was a 39 and a half points, rebounds and assists. I took the over on that, Brian, and he ended up at 37. So I didn't hit that prize pick. Um, Mm. I'm sure there's a few other ones. Bam was zero on over two blocks and steals. Uh, so I didn't have a good night on prize picks, but to all of our listeners, they are one of the greatest sponsors of the five Reason sports network. Use the promo code five. When you play at prize picks, you can either download the app or go to PrizePicks.com. It is daily fantasy made easy. Uh, you literally choose your favorite players, choose whatever statistic you want to bet on them going over or under on, and then you just watch the games and, and, and see how it plays out. You can uh, have, you know, two pick three pick plays when uh, five times, 10 times your money, depending on how many players you put together on a card. So it's really, really fun. Use the promo code five. That's F I V E to double your initial deposit up to a hundred dollars. Again, download the app prize picks or, or prize picks.com use the code five F I V E. Uh, so how much of this is Brian? Like just as we look ahead to game three, yeah. Um, because I, I'm already trying to trauma block this game out of my head. <laughs> Um, How much of what we saw from Boston tonight is status quo, the Heat need to just step up and be better because this is the, the Boston team they're going to see for the rest of the series versus Boston had a crazy good night matched with Miami having a lackluster night. I don't know that we can quantify it. I'm probably asking you a question you can't really answer, but what are your thoughts on that as the series shifts to Boston?
3: I think here's the thing that we have to remember about the playoffs because, I mean, and you and I like to lean on macro and perspective and things of that nature. And in this instance, I would say like, look, on the surface, it's still one, one. If you're a he fan and you probably are, if you're listening to this, they're fine from the standpoint of you have two games coming up in Boston. If you split them, then the macro is you're two, two going back home for game five. And in theory, if you can win two of these next three games, and you're up three two that's where you want to be after five and then you could split one of those last ones and then whatever you could work out the math that way because you probably weren't it's not like you were beating the celtics in five or anything like that anyway they're too good and with kyle lowry out now i'm interested in whether or not he's actually going to come back because we saw a scenario early on before where they rushed him and it made the injury worse etc etc and Jimmy Butler kind of indirectly, you know, you guys pointed this out on a recent Five on the Floor, hinted at Kyle Lowry being close. And I wonder if this is a break in case of emergency situation where it's like, okay, Celtics on the road. And you can see, like, I don't think Lowry fixes everything, but he absolutely does not let it get like this necessarily if he's healthy, at least mostly healthy. You need him if you're going to win a championship and you probably need him if you're going to beat this Celtics team, because it just allows them to hone in and double Tyler hero successfully as they did a couple different times and hone in on other guys. But Kyle Lowry and also Lowry really activates bam, like nobody else on this team. Yeah. And maybe that's part of why bam is only getting four and six and not even 10 attempts in a game when he probably should be. And I'm not bam field goal attempts guy. Because I think if he has, if he's six for 10 and seven of eight from the free throw line, then whatever, you know what I mean? You're still looking at almost 20 points there. If my math is correct, I believe that's 19 because he doesn't shoot threes. So it's like if Kyle Lowry is able to be there, it does change so much if he's at least mostly healthy.
2: Yeah. I, I heard, uh, after game one, that they were going to be really cautious with Kyle that he was improving, but the vibe I got was that they weren't going to pull that, that card out till later in the series. And it'll be interesting now as the series shifts because of how overwhelming Boston looked, if that speeds anything up and then they try to get Kyle back out there sooner, uh, potentially, even, I know Woj mentioned this on TV. Um, I didn't see it, but somebody passed it along to me that they mentioned that he heard that Kyle could potentially come off the bench uh, in his role as he returns. i um, I'm okay with that I think Gabe uh, did well. I'm, I'm interested. what's a little baffling now as I review the box score and we should let everybody know that um PJ Tucker got hurt in this game he had a left knee contusion left the game didn't return only played 21 minutes so that'll be something to watch for game three and four they need PJ Tucker shit um but I I, I thought Gabe played well um I thought that uh Jimmy obviously showed up and then everyone else wasn't good I I, I did not like what I saw from Tyler hero tonight. I didn't particularly like all the depots minutes. I felt like he did a lot of um, pounding the basketball at certain moments.
0: Yeah. Um, save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7UP, all with your card. Shuff these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today.
3: indecisiveness on offense
0: yeah that's
2: you know what like i'm glad that you used that word because that was really the word that i would say encapsulates everything i saw from miami on offense they were indecisive they just they weren't making moves with purpose it was just jimmy was making some moves with purpose but everybody else was just kind of i think robert williams actually really deters guys like i saw pj tucker get a little weird on a on a little floater because of robert williams uh nearby uh so you do have to give credit to boston um that they, you know, have, they're a good ass team and they are where they are because, you know, they, they just beat the defending champions. They've had one of the best defenses throughout the entire season uh, closed out the year, really strong. So to your point about the macro. Yeah. I I think as we look to this series um, it's, it's definitely that the heat need to step up and they're going to need guys around Jimmy to play better. But again, like if Boston continues this shooting nobody's beating them right so like am right. i uh, am i not i guess people are going to say that i'm being a heat apologist here but is it as the, is it as simple as that uh you kind of have to expect them to regress to the mean
3: yeah but you still have to you know, make that happen, you know, do all you can to sort of make that happen because I did feel like Boston got way too many open looks. Like for a team that's so good and so elite defensively as Miami is and switchable and things like that, they bite on too many damn fakes. And one of the things you're taught in basketball just from a fundamental standpoint is don't leave your feet on a pump fake. And they're just overzealous at times. I don't know why, like even in the beginning where I'm like, look, and granted, he had a great night on his first game back, But Marcus Smart is one of the dudes you want shooting a lot of three pointers, like the more he can shoot and the more you can, you know, just sort of let him sort of either carry that offense or whatever, like, all right, Tatum's not getting as many touches and Brown's not getting as many touches. Like there's certain guys you'd be willing to live with from three Peyton Pritchard, if he's going to kill you from three, then so be it. You'd rather it be him than Jalen Brown or JC Tatum. Like, you need to do a better job, though, of just contesting all of these threes. And it felt like they were just a half step slow, slower than normal. Um, They were missing more rotations than normal. The communication wasn't right there. Look, you could really just chalk this up to being an off night. And because it's the playoffs, it can be more concerning. But it's one game at the end of the day. And there's still going to be a game three, a game four, and a game five guaranteed. And the way many of us predicted this series beforehand, probably a six and a seven. I had the heat in seven. That's not something that I'm necessarily budging from based off of one game, because we understand that this is one game. But if Boston's going to shoot 20 from 40 from three every single game, and you're just not going to, you're going to be slow on your rotations and you're not really going to allow them, you know, you're not really going to get them comfortable, uncomfortable rather than. What can you really say, right? You have to do a better job defensively overall. And the Miami Heat are not a team that give up almost 130 points regularly. I know. They they have some things to tighten up. Yeah. Especially at home. So they have some things to tighten up. And I think they will. Like one of the things, one of the points you always make, Greg, is like this team, and people forget this when, you know, it's this one game sample size or whatever, but this team has a really, like, they really respond to adversity. They really respond to it. They faced some early in this game, and they came out of halftime. It was better. They got it down to, like, 17 or whatever it was. And then Marcus Smart dropped Max Struess, and I feel oh. like that that sealed it. I feel like that that killed the momentum. I don't know how Max Struess got dropped by Marcus Smart. That's That was kind of crazy to me, but I felt like that sealed it. But now – I, you would trust Eric Spolster here. You would trust everybody to just sort of rally and be like, all right, whatever, that's one game. Now you rally for a Saturday night in Boston.
2: Yeah, that Max Struess when he fell down, um, even the look on his face, that was a disaster. Yeah. Uh, basically everything for Miami except Jimmy was a disaster. And uh, when a disaster strikes in your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, and their team is prepared to handle any size disaster. The guys are third-generation contractors in South Florida, so continuing to maintain their sterling reputation is extremely important to them. Their objective is to make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida is also a licensed building contractor, so they provide the A to Z service, one-stop shopping that busy homeowners and business owners require. There's no need to bring in any other contractors. They'll handle everything for you. Call Michael anytime on his Personal cell 954-579-0356. Again, that's Water Cleanup of Florida. Call Michael anytime. 954-579-0356. Tell him five on the floor sent you. If you got the schmutz, they got the guts. The Heat did not have the guts tonight. Um, <laughs> and it was a disaster. So that the water cleanup of Florida, you are uh perfectly timed on tonight's episode. Um, you think we? You think we're gonna see Duncan Robinson go forward? I think this was an experiment, and we're not gonna see him. Like that's yeah. my that's my gut feeling. Do you feel differently? I yeah, I don't think we see him, but like I do
3: wonder, it will it come to a point where he gets more of Depot's minutes? Like yeah. is that the guy that you know switch things up? Because what Depot in theory, is providing you is uh, or what he's providing you is obviously the point of attack defense and being able to slash and hit the occasional jumper though he hasn't hit too many of those and didn't uh tonight necessarily at an efficient clip but like if you need the shooting more and you can not get duncan robinson going in a series against boston it, like i would ask you do you feel like stylistically is duncan is what he provides more of a need against boston versus what oladipo can provide like I feel like that's a question Eric Spoelstra is going to be asking himself.
2: You're you're right. And Oladipo, um, his his point total tonight, he ended with 14. It's inflated by nine of ten free throws. I will give him credit. He's gotten to the line consistently. Yeah. And but they to, need that. They need you're, that. You're you're right. And and I kind of thought Oladipo would have a role in this series because of the point of attack defense you reference. Um, but you're right. Like if they continue to And we've talked, like, this is funny that they're in the Eastern Conference finals and we've been like, they're going to eventually shoot better and they ain't shooting better, but (laughs) they're here. Uh, And I still, I guess I'm going to harken back to that. People are going to yell at me about it, but I mean, 29% tonight, they're 10 to 34. So I think you bring up a valid point where Spolstra is going to have a moment of truth where it's like, Duncan was brought in tonight as a total, like, let's just try to see if, if it'll get going. And everybody yeah. was like, why are they running plays for Duncan Robinson Layton? Well, to me, they were doing that because they were just trying to get literally anything going. Mm-hmm. I think to your point, Brian, they're going to have to ask, like, do you insert Duncan earlier in the game where he gets to actually get in the flow of the action? And it's not like just kind of a break class, break glass of in case of emergency move. Mm-hmm. But then this is the other one that I'm interested to hear your perspective on Tyler Hero, 23 minutes. Victor Oladipo played three more minutes than he did. Max Struz played two more minutes than he did. Gabe Vinson played one more minute. I'm just giving context because Tyler Hero is up for a max extension. We're not going to spend too much time going into the offseason because it's only game two. But it does. it, it is a little concerning to me that, like, that they're not letting Tyler, I guess, play through some of this. And maybe it's so high stakes that I shouldn't be thinking of it like that. But – where is your concern level for Tyler in terms of like, we thought we were about to see a jump from him in these playoffs. And yeah. I don't think anyone is, is about to stand up and say that he's made that jump necessarily. How much of that is concerning you grand scheme?
3: Statistically, he was better in the, in the bubble playoffs in the 2020 playoffs. If you compare really it, bam, bam too. Absolutely. He was the best player in the Easter conference finals. the Last time they played the Celtics, the best player, he would have got the Larry Bryan trophy or whatever it was if they had it back then. Um, like Larry, Brian, Larry Bird, Larry O'Brien, Larry Bird. Those trophies are weird
2: anyway. It's okay. Yeah, it doesn't it's matter. Mistake uh, the
3: name on purpose. One of the things that's interesting to me is like Victor Oladipo playing more minutes than Tyler Hero. Like today, and there's been other examples and where he's come first off the bench, et cetera, et cetera. And that's sort of why the Duncan thing is interesting to me is because we are expecting, don't know when, we are expecting Kyle Lowry back at some point. If Kyle Lowry's back, Gabe is still going to play because they play well together. Gabe is like a mini Fred VanVleet when they do that, and typically it works. Like they play off each other well. Kyle knows what he's doing when it comes to somebody like Gabe Vincent, who can you know shoot threes, provide point of attack, defense, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And Oladipo, you would figure is the one that takes a hit there. Does Tyler suddenly take more of a hit there? Like that? Like I, these are the questions. Like. I, if you trust anyone to figure it out, it's their exposure, right? And that's the thing. Like, it's probably been a pain in the ass for him to some degree. I don't know if he'd ever admit that, but there's so much juggling on offense in terms of like, I honestly, I, I didn't think we'd see Vic, this much Victor Depot in the playoffs. I thought we'd see him a little bit, but I thought it'd be more of an emergency situation. And it was initially, and it's been consistent ever since he even started a game that they won to close out a series. So I think the Tyler thing is interesting because he needs to provide more as this bam and for me to bring us full circle like those are the two that i'm looking at in terms of tyler and bam it's like y'all are the future y'all are the guys that really need to step up more than like Gabe vincent i don't want to see Gabe vincent scoring more points than bam at a bio in a playoff game you know what i mean as as somebody who's who's you're screaming no ceiling i'm screaming bam garnett and it's like you can't you can't you can't keep getting only six shot attempts up in 29 minutes in a playoff game like just on the surface right and it's like if this team is going to reach that level you cannot have bam at a bio and tyler hero underperforming period like that's really what it comes down to for me so both of those guys really need to step up because if they just play if they just play to their averages while jimmy is doing this like statistically go. yeah statistically LeBron James dwayne Wade like one of the best postseason runs in Miami heat history if Bam and Tyler are closer or at their averages you can beat anybody but that's not happening right now and that's the thing for me it's like all right when is we talk about when is the shooting gonna level out et etc et cetera for me it's like when is that going to level out like when is Bam going to wake up look in the mirror and be like yo i'm I'm fucking a max player like i'm fucking bam at a bio i could take it to al horford i'm not scared of grant williams i'm not scared of robert williams et cetera, et cetera, because he he has that dog in him defensively so why doesn't it translate to offense more is my question and then with tyler hero it's just a matter of being able to get to his looks and actually make shots i uh, i've always wanted to see tyler hero get to the rim more and attack more because he is a very good free throw shooter when he gets there but like that's sort of the next level i think that overall i feel like they've settled uh the, the team as a whole have settled for too many jumpers too many contested not great looks from three where i feel like they should be putting more pressure on the rim and i think bam and tyler can do that along with victor oladipo and jimmy butler etc but bam and tyler could do that and those are the areas that they're going to need cleaning up
2: yeah i mean tyler heroes at 27 percent three-point shooting on five attempts in the playoffs on the road he's shooting 23 percent on six attempts mm-hmm. um 42 and a half percent from the field overall, 14 points a game, this playoff run. Um, I don't know, man. I just think that they're going to need more from him and bam. Um, It's, it's really, and we're going to close here. It's really incredible that Jimmy Butler has gotten them this far when you really put it in. When you look at the averages um, compared to the regular season and the drop-off, it's, it's incredible that they are where they are, but, to the point that we've kind of belabored on this episode, eventually that uh, the, the the checks are going to stop clearing on that deal and they're going <laughs> to need Tyler and Bam to play up to up to speed and truthfully like I know it's only game two, even if they get through this, if this if the overall theme of this playoff run is just Jimmy carried them as far as he could carry them it's going to create questions in the offseason like just be ready for it like Mm -hmm. there's no um ducking those questions just as spose said they didn't want to duck the competition they're not going to be able to duck those questions if those guys don't step up because jimmy needs help he did not get it tonight um brian again we appreciate you joining sorry it wasn't on better circumstances any final thoughts before we get you back after a victory uh hopefully maybe game three or game four we'll find some room to uh yeah. to sneak you back on after a gut filled road victory but any final thoughts from you
3: i would just say i don't want to do uh transaction talk or anything like that like we'll do the off season when the off season comes etc cetera, etc cetera. but If Tyler Hero is because Bam, I'm not worried about in terms of like player movement or anything like that. I feel like he's here, but you are going to have questions if he doesn't pick up like, all right, how how do we build this differently now? If he's going to be closer to Draymond Green than Kevin Garnett in the playoffs, which I don't think is going to be a case long term. I actually do think I do think Bam and Tyler are going to wake up at some point, kind of because they have to. And with Tyler Hero in particular, he's the interesting one because it's like you're playing for that extension basically now. I don't think I think you could basically throw the max out the window unless he's really going to kick it up and however point. much longer this this playoff, like throw the max contract out the window for me personally. I think too many guys get max contracts anyway, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> um, I think if he doesn't pick it up, he's closer to, hey, can we use this trade chip to get Donovan Mitchell? Then, hey, should we extend him for? nine figures and keep him as part of the core so like unfortunately and it's not really his fault it's just the timeline of it like this is what it is when like you have a young quarterback in the NFL and you have a few years to figure it out before you have to draft another one or whatever the case may be because the rookie scale gives you four years to figure it out and usually you want to find it out in less so Tyler's kind of a product of that and because Donovan Mitchell might be available that's somebody that we both know they're going to be intrigued by so in order for the Heat not to even think about it, he needs to play to the level to where the Heat don't even have to think about it. And the, as much as they're playing for a championship now, Tyler Hero is also playing for his future as is Bam to a lesser degree, but he also is too. And this is where we're going to have some answers. So as Pat Riley says, the playoffs tell and we're about to find out.
2: Pat Riley and Ethan Skolnick. So, so maybe Ethan stole that from Pat, huh? Because he always says the playoffs tell. And I was wondering if that didn't. Maybe Ethan didn't. I don't. I feel
3: like he got it from Pat. I
2: thought he said that. It sounds like something Pat would say. So, so,
3: so from we'll quote Pat Riley slash Ethan Skolnick, "The playoffs tell." (laughs) Yeah. Tyler Hero, bad meta bio. I mean, yeah. It to me, this is them two need to step up more than anybody else on the team right now.
2: You're right. Every, every little micro move that we watch stacks up to the macro. So um, we went down that road a little bit tonight, but we are still laser focused on game three. Uh, Again, Heat lose a a bad one in game two, 127-102, but we'll have you covered the rest of the week as the series shifts to Boston and Miami will uh, get back on track in game three. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Good night.